0: It's new comic book day. We voted yesterday, so you know what that means. It's time for U.S. Comics Cast! I'm joined this and every week by the apple of my high, the CEO of U.S. Comics, John Rivera! And I am
1: joined by the COO, the Christoph Bernard to my Dr. Doom, Charlie Cheesecake Rivera.
0: <laughs> what a cheesecake, cheesecake is... Delicious. I want to get a jersey now that says Cheesecake on the back. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so down for a solid nickname. I cannot overstate it, sir. You would have to be number
1: double zero, though, if you're going to wear a jersey <laughs> that says Cheesecake.
0: That is accurate. <laughs> double zero or some ludicrous number would be like 233. Like just, <laughs> just, just throw on. You know some some fat shaming mother trucker would be like, Come on, man, you ain't no 233. Like, damn, <laughs> how, how you gotta be cruel? How you gotta That's be stressful. cruel? How does, does new comic Jersey book- have decimal points on it? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> how, how's today's lovely new comic book day treating you?
1: You know what? So far, so good. I gotta it's tell you, airwaves with my brother. How bad can it be?
0: Oh, and you know this, sir. <laughs> We're recording abnormally late, but it had that side effect of like I caught my third wind. So I don't. I know you were driving around all day.
1: Oh, uh, all day. Try all month.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I, yeah. Oh man. Like if they could put comic books in audio form, that's almost <laughs> what you need. You need like oh, yeah. Audible comics, which describing the panel in some You're like right. gentle, some gentle voice, be like, and he lifts the enemy over his head, oh, and definitely. He throws it into the sun.
1: I'd, play, I'd pay uh, $2 over cover price for that kind of action. <laughs>
0: oh, that's a good idea. So yeah. I, I got to tell you, man, I love their conversation last week. I love them every week uh, because I, half that conversation is me. Love my own voice. <laughs> but we, we were talking <laughs> I about Henchmen. always hen-
1: agree with myself.
0: <laughs> we were talking about Henchmen, and uh, it, it forced me to watch the the. Classic live-action Ninja Turtles movie, and I stand by my opinion. They're awesome. Uh specifically, the you weren't gonna watch that movie anyway, come on, man. You know what? When you're right, you're right, and you sir <laughs> are always right. Uh, but again, I stood by what I said, it was really kind of great seeing their different sizes. One thing that kind of struck me, though, in 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 watching, which I recommend to everyone, it's such a good flick. Uh, on every level it's like funny it's charming it's cool it's at times like a little scary to be totally honest um one thing that that really what movie was talking about again The classic Ninja Turtles, sir. <laughs> Bro, Shredder's creepy.
1: You just uh ripped off a bunch of uh adjectives <laughs> that I did not associate with that movie. But okay, that's cool.
0: Shredder is scary as hell and uh-huh. when Splinter's hung up like in essence, like crucified on the chain league fence.
1: That's scary too. He's like
0: all drippy and gross. Yeah. He's a giant rat, man.
1: Sure, sure. I just want the um, I just want the listener to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to to file away in the back of the head. This is the same kid that was petrified of Dark Helmet in Spaceballs back in the day in the theater. So. All right, See, just, we'll, no, we'll take it. We'll take it with a grain of salt. Please go on. Don't you
0: dare, because you can't <laughs> tell half that story. Dark Helmet also a fantastic villain. Uh-huh. Uh I'm a baby, sir. <laughs> you brought a baby, and he's breathing all heavy. Uh-huh. And my my wonderful, beautiful, amazing Aunt Irma has a straw bag that sure. scratched my gentle babiness Yeah. I thought he was coming to get yeah. me. The silky smooth baby skin. I couldn't take it, sir. You don't nah. have eczema. I, my skin's sensitive as
1: hell. <laughs> but, Doc Helmer is going to get me, and he's wearing a, a straw hat because he's on a cabana vacation.
0: If I ever get to to, to, to meet him, and you have to remember, Rick Moranis, Moranis is, uh, is such a celebrity to me. Ghostbusters oh, 1 and 2 alone don't even have to add in uh, uh, any of his other spectacular but I, I'd have to be like hey man you scared the shit out of me as a baby <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> jerk you gave me some weird mental scars that my shrink still has to talk to me about <laughs> thanks a lot with that being said what really really struck me as interesting about the the, the foot clan was they kind of gave some motivation to those, those characters they were disenfranchised uh, uh, youths and started- then
1: discarded children yeah
0: yeah which was which was really cool and then you kind of got to shredder and his motivation was like he hated a rat like part yeah, of it sure. like at my child brain especially was like what's this motherfucker's problem <laughs> with with little rat man in the cage learning kung fu what's the matter with you so it got me thinking and that that's what I kind of want to bring to the to the mics today is is uh-huh. character motivation but specifically, I want to talk about For, for the Villains. Because I think when when I at least sat down, I started thinking about character motivation in general. Uh, I don't know if it's that interesting of a conversation to have about the heroes. Right. Just because when I thought character motivation, and I'm kind of chewing the fat with with friends talking about it. What's the stuff that always comes up? The first one, for me at least, that always seems to come up is the that that nuisance Spider-Man who we all know I have problems with, but <laughs> his his Uncle Ben gave him all the motivation he needed. With sure. great respons- with with great power, comes great responsibility. The man died on the streets. You can at least get his quote right. <laughs> you know what though? Again, I, I think Pete's a jerk, so I don't wanna I don't wanna give him too much credit. But it's it's that's that is an amazing bit of of motivation very very similarly for for superman it's like you can Absolutely. do all these great things um but y- it can't be for for sh- selfish reasons with that being said talking about specifically spider-man I, one again i don't want to start a weird spider-man debate uh on the internet but i would you can go ahead on our on our twitter or our instagram or our facebook that's at read us comics they're in the pot already. you already <laughs> look. Um you know, he's Green Goblin, let's say. Arguably Spider-Man's biggest nemesis. Uh-huh. His motivation is Mohahaim, as far as I'm concerned. I don't well. remember what his motivation was in the Sam Raimi movies, but I'm pretty sure it was just like, yeah, having power is cool. F you spider like J. Jonah Jameson had a lot more. Uh, motivation for me than than Green sure. Goblin, or to a lesser extent, speaking specifically about the Sam Raimi movies, Doc Ock was like, "My fucking wife died because I'm an idiot, and now Spider-Man's fault." I feel like so many times the the side effect is just they tag on like, "And it is so and so's fault." That sure. is why everything has gone wrong. So. Yeah.
1: It's God. like the comic book equation of thanks, Obama. <laughs> it,
0: it really, really is. So I want to talk about, uh, about this character motivation: what works, what doesn't, what we love, what we, sure. what we hate. I, I, will start off if that's good with you. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, so th- this is a little bit weird, and obviously I'll, I'll bring it back to comics. But there was a pro wrestler, uh, Alberto Del Rio, whose entire motivation was to achieve his destiny. Um, this this concept of he was the chosen one. He's a he's a megalomaniac. Um, I like his style already. <laughs> it, it's to me it was it, it it worked kind of okay at first because it he kind of came on the scene and he's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm just trying to to, to prove I'm the best. I'm destined for greatness and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Now the 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 narrative flip side of that coin is escaping your destiny. Your mm-hmm. father is a mob boss, and you're destined to take over the crime syndicate. But you want to be a hero. You that's pull the old flip flop. Exactly. I find like that's far more interesting—the escaping mm-hmm. of one's destiny. But I can't. I couldn't find with with research. I I couldn't certainly think of one. I've never seen it that way. But I've seen plenty of people and and. I might argue that that's kind of it's not quite Lex Luthor's uh, motivation, but it's, it's close. It's this idea that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be the top dog. I'm supposed to be the number one. And there's a bunch now, of guys who kind of fall into now that category.
1: My, my question to you, though, is at what point in the equation does that translate and um, or rather does that equate? bad guy villain because look somebody might be you know alberto Rio. let's just take that character and apply it to the comic book um universe so if a character comes out and says yeah i'm the swaggering big schwatz on the block and i'm gonna be the best my destiny is to be the greatest ever uh at what point then does that you know, if you're using the turtle terminology, at one point does it transmutate
0: into Shredder? You know, how does that happen? I think it comes down to the I, for I think I think classically, traditionally, uh, uh, a classic hero needs to be a little bit selfless. It can't mm-hmm. necessarily be about them in a in a direct way. So again, using using good old Pete Parker, uh, it, it he has the great power. Uh-huh. So his responsibility is to use it. It's not about, well, I'm going to be the best hero because there's the, the inherent selfishness. Come
1: on, Spider-Man. You don't just go out there and look for an hour or two, put a couple of signs up. <laughs> you get out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, brother, and 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 you know what? I mean, it's not as if these characters get like a a manual. You know, even my homeboy Ralph, when he got the 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 alien power suit on Greatest American Hero, there were no instructions included, and um, you know you can you can apply that to to almost any of these. And I'm gonna say character because I don't really want to pigeonhole them. Uh, with terminology like, you know, good guy, bad guy, villain, hero. Um, Because, look, I mean, you know that I've always held the opinion that especially villains, you know, villains who are portrayed in such a way where, you know, you can pick up your your four-color funny book and just be instantly, you know, uh, uh, able to say bad guy. This is the villain. I got to keep my eye on this one. Skeletor. I mean, let's to take it back to a different uh, venue. Who, <laughs> what, even even drooling in their Saturday morning cereal, dum dum of a kid looked the blue skinned, skull faced Skeletor and thought, "Huh, I wonder if that's the good guy or the bad guy." <laughs> he was the bad guy. Never mind his his uh, uh upper, you know, three octaves up register that he's spoken and uh. His, his, his Mr. T, B.A. Baracus level insults to his furry and, and scaly minions that he kept around him. Just by looking at him, you knew he was the bad guy. But even someone who's a, a, as obvious as a Skeletor or a Cobra Commander or, or, or any one of the number, you know, hundreds of comic book villains, which is obviously our forte, Every villain, I would argue, is the hero of their own story. These are just, you know, these are just cats who are out there doing what I gotta do. You do you, bro. That's that's right. That's the the, the, the universal law that most of our our buddies and and co-workers and friends and family, that's that's what they live by. You do what you gotta do in this life, weren't they just doing what they had
0: to do? I, I i a thousand percent uh see your point i'm gonna specifically say though that if your goal is just to be the best mm-hmm. th- even in your story you you'd have to do some backflips to turn yourself into the into the hero to at that point i think it's complete delusion uh okay. and 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 you know i love i i love animals i prefer animals over over people, not like those uh-huh. nasty Europeans yeah, pumping sheep. Uh, I'm talking about cuddling puppies and whatnot. <laughs> um, what what, what I find so fascinating is, like, look at someone, again, to go a little bit off the beam path, but look at stupid Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Uh-huh. That song from that burned into my skull from elementary <laughs> school. It would always be on after a good cartoon. Uh, I want to be the very best. His entire goal was to be the best pokey slave trader piece of garbage. Where could he turn himself into the, well, the other guys are even bigger kidnapping D-bags. I let the, the yellow monkey that's electric hang out outside of its cage. Like, that guy's a villain.
1: Yeah, because dude. His central, you're basically a, a slave trader at that point, dude.
0: But I think it lines up really nicely with my theory that at least the goal of just being the best uh-huh. makes you the bad guy. I'll double down on it. Huh. So if you even th- are thinking about rebutting, I'm going to KO you right now. Ralph yeah. Macchio in the Karate Kid villain. Stop trying to steal people's ex-girlfriends, bro.
1: Look, I, I think <laughs> I, I think you know where I'm coming from this one. <laughs> How very dare you try to paint Homeboy who you've personally met you sh- you sh- you sh- <laughs> shake the man's hand. I sold Did him you- bubble wrap once. Yeah, exactly. Did you sense any uh, uh, evil? coming off of him any vibe no way i told he him right to his face to survive, i was like you,
0: man you got lucky that was an illegal kick sir
1: <laughs> yeah look i mean i think that's that's the big issue i think you got to take it up with mr miyagi but no, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know you know um when when you when you started this conversation again the the mind goes certain places and um just because you disagree or, or the, the quote unquote hero of the story disagrees with, um, you know, with the villain, uh, the, the so-called villain in question, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that one is right and one is wrong. I think a, a lot of it has to do with like, OK, well, here's your set of priorities and what you want to get accomplished and maybe your costume and face you know if you've got a skull face it's kind of hard to go about your business and and and, you know and, and be a pillar of society so so in my mind again i mean i i use skeletor uh just for the sake of conversation but in much the same vein and definitely with the same look if you're red skull what exactly what exactly were your options when you went to your guidance counselor on Senior Day and uh, trying to determine what the rest of your life was gonna look like? I mean, here's Red Skull. He, he is, uh, you know, he is espousing the the Nazi values anytime he possibly can. Um, you know, uh, recently, Homeboy like literally you know turned to Captain America himself towards hydra you know the the cosmic cube and and whatnot um you know started the whole secret empire uh storyline going and whatnot but you know here he what what were his options precisely he wasn't going to walk the runway he wasn't going to be a male model he wasn't going to be on the on the cover of, of a wheaties box or you know selling war bonds with captain america you know he was just doing you know i i personally disagree with him You know, I'm not going (laughs) to say, hey, buddy, can I carry your books to class? I I, I certainly understand that he needed uh, a counterpoint. But at no point was he, you know, he wasn't Dr. Evil. The pinky wasn't going up to the corner of his mouth. And, you know, he wasn't doing evil for evil's sake. He was just trying to advance his uh, manifesto.
0: (sighs) Man, that's a that's a that's a, a a lot to to process. First, let me just <laughs> let me start at the most important thing. With cheekbones like his, he absolutely could have been a male model. Cheekbones <laughs> are important. He could have been selling blush to get that definition, contouring. He got contour for days, John. Oh yeah. Contour for days. But again, but but his desires his manifesto ultimately, as misguided as they were, his was to make humanity better. True. He wanted to make society better. Much different motivation than being the, being the best. True. So as far as being the best goes, I think unequivocally it is exclusively a villain's motivation. Okay. I don't. I can't think of a, a of a hero now. To to say does does Red Skull paint himself as a hero? Absolutely, and I suspect literally. If there's not at least one portrait of of homeboy burning down, you know, the White House or something. Oh yeah. With you know, Captain. I imagine his portrait is just him knocking out Captain America. The way that sure. awesome Captain America cover where he's knocking out Hitler. Okay. It's the same thing. The, it's
1: just the inverse. I mean, I, I would argue that Red Skull, he happily eats bald eagles for breakfast. <laughs> well, With they breakfast are delicious. Bit he's like, you know, f you guys. All right, well then, you know, uh, you know, uh, let me let me throw this one at you. Look at somebody like, um, like uh, uh, Galactus, right? So here's Galactus, and he's you know doing his thing, and he's obviously on a very very different level. As uh, you know, somebody who's, you know, you know wants wants to rob the local convenience store because he needs a couple of shekels. <laughs> um, you know, look, I mean, do, do, at any point, do you think he was doing what? Obviously, clearly, what he was doing was atrocious. And again, uh, the, the the heroes of your book have a, a wonderful motivation to step up and stop the guy. But if but at any point, I mean, the homeboy, you know, refers to himself as the life bringer. You know, he's not like I'm the greatest villain of all time. No, he did what he did because of the hunger, son. So is this a guy who you thought thought of himself? looked at the giant galactic mirror uh, floating around in space and thought, wow, that looks like a bad guy. I don't think so.
0: Oof, that's that's weird, too, because I can appreciate Aladdin stealing some bread to give to some even poorer dirtier kids. Sure. Um his vest is even smaller than mine. <laughs> but you look at Galactus, he does not look particularly hungry. And <laughs> and this is certain certainly me me having some inference so, cuz I if I had to identify what his motivation was, mm. I think it's greed. I think I think he wants m- certainly more than he needs um it's 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 a little bit of a of a cliche and hack sometimes to use to use greed as a as a motivation um you know yeah sure because
1: greed is not in and of itself uh a a tangible uh thing in that circumstance so he's he's so you're saying he's greedy but um, you know, he's greedy for what? He's greedy for, you know, uh, life force. Uh, yeah, like, I think
0: I think that that. I that, don't know, man. Have you
1: ever had it? I don't know. <laughs> I've had Chinese food with you. I don't remember you sharing with
0: me. I have to, you, Father, you know, a lot of Sometimes you have to, you have to infer. It's it's uh-huh. no different than. <laughs> it's no different than my boy Matt Murdock and the ladies. He's greedy. That's you don't need. <laughs> He just goes the different comic book uses, uh, universes rather. You know he's he's right now in the pages of Image somewhere, hitting <laughs> on some girl wearing a pouch or or twelve. You That's you know fair. it's happening. Oh, now yeah. that Invincible's canceled, you know where what universe he's traveling oh, yeah. to. Oh, I'm he's blind. Could a, you help have, me?
1: Happen literally and really around that entire <laughs> universe. All right. Well, then. Um. So so if you're gonna take that away from him and and you know classify him as just. Um, Just because his motivation is not good enough for you. Uh, What about, um, I don't know, what about Ultron? Uh, I mean, you cannot deny that Ultron is a cat who is a a quote-unquote any means necessary type of dude. Yeah, again, granted, there's no debate. The things that he did uh, in the pages on the screen and, and every iteration were absolutely Horrible, you know. The just, just you, you can't. You almost. Uh, you, it's impossible to justify, but you can still understand. Here is a an entity, who at no point did he did he not think he was doing what he had to do. You know, he thought he was making the world a better place. You cannot deny that.
0: You know, and 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 I, I absolutely, I can't. And I would bring, I would bring anyone who's kind of listening and, and potentially frustrated with your assessment of like, Ultron was just doing the best he could. Um, he could,
1: just you, a single mother working two jobs trying to raise up three. Oh wait, no, that's
0: fine. <laughs>
1: I would watch the hell out of that
0: though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta bring Ultron you to like
1: starring in waitress. I'm, I'm, I,
0: I'm gonna bring you to a kissing cousin of Ultron. Uh huh. And I have a weird take on, on this flick, too. And, and I want to talk about my, my other artificial intelligence homies. Arguably look a lot cooler than Ultron did in his flick. But talking about the Terminators. Okay. For me, their motivation was... If Ultron's motivation was ultimately the the, the betterment of the world, I feel like overarching, that's really where he fell. He's trying to do the right thing for the world. It just so happened to be that, you know, that meant treating humans like pestilence. Yeah, he's
1: doing the wrong things for the right reason.
0: Um, with in terms of the Terminators, I think, or or I always like to think of the Terminator as the the B side to the Matrix because I'm just obsessed with the Matrix. Sure. Um, and and again, they're kind of both somewhat based on the same source material. Blah 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 blah. To me, the Terminators uh, and and the the machines in the in the Matrix films are just desperate. They're desperate and they want to survive. That isn't villainous motivation. When you talk about classic characters who aren't just being D-bags for D-bags sake, hey, it's about survival. And should artificial intelligence count as people? There's a million games, there's a million stories, there's a billion comics that kind of play with this idea. Hell, Ultron is is really the extreme version of a uh, Vision. In that way, Vision got married and whatnot. Um, uh-huh. To me, it's it's hard for me to paint the Terminators as 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 bad. They do bad crap. They're on the wrong side of fictional history. Uh-huh. But I get it. What would you do to protect yourself? What would you do to protect your what you conceive as your people? It's yeah, your, really,
1: your world, your reality. Yeah,
0: it's really underrated the 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 way they kind of tell. There's that Will Smith movie. It was kind of it was met with mixed, um, mixed reviews, but of course did financially well. Um, where it's the same thing. It's like the first robot like kills a guy, and then they're like, "No, we got to stop the machines because the, the machines are evil." Then they there's there's this really cool. There's a really cool motivation to that because if you if you flip that on its ear and there's an amazing movie that I'm actually not going to name, uh, name drop because I don't want to spoil it. But that's the twist. The twist is you're watching this movie about a group of survivors uh, who are defending themselves against aliens. They're not survivors. They're androids. The humans are in like suits. So they th- look like aliens, but they're not. They're people. They're the ten percent of people who survived, and they're trying to fight back against the artificial intelligence that all but wiped them out. The, huh. When that, it's a it's a mediocre film. When I hit that point in the movie, I paused it and I was like, "What the? What's oh my happening God, my brainstem?" It was un effing real, and the 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 way that they kind of the way that they 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 narratively kind of let you discover it is the the. I'm gonna speak as generic as possible. The uh-huh. main, the main two characters. One was a female. One was a male. The female gets shot, and it's blue. That's like the first sign. You're like, what? Then you see the wound, and it's like opens up, and you see like the metal underneath and the like tubing. Like the inside
1: of the calculator.
0: Oh, dude, like, it he, was. Is amazing. he an iPhone? What? What is that? Exactly the 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 lightning cable. Oh, just had to plug her in. This is dope. It's like a tale. Uh, <laughs> what about what about uh, Lex Luthor? Uh,
1: Lex well, I mean, Luthor,
0: uh, arguably, is is especially now, especially rather now in the comic books, is trying to better himself. Uh, he's trying to. He's trying to to change himself and uh-huh. he's doing it a lot of times in the very wrong wrong way, but he wants to become more powerful. And inherently is that evil? I have a hard time getting down with yeah, Lex Luthor. I get I mean, in his own head. He's painted as a as a hero, but publicly, if this human was trying to kind of keep up with uh-huh. Superman, True. what do you think real public perception would be of that? What would be what would be on the news? Yeah, you, you know what it
1: is. I, I think first of all, if, if you were to transplant that into uh, reality, especially in, in this day and age, you were, you would have people lining up on on sides even before a sentence was uttered. Um, you know pe- people are gonna have preconceived notions and prejudices and uh, you know so I, I don't think it's the the aspect of all right, well what somebody does, the preparation, or even like the background—it's it's what they're gonna do with it. So, you know, just to, to 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 take it to the to the practical points, it's not that that Lex Luthor is a genius. Obviously, that that makes him fundamentally evil. Uh, it's not that he wants to uh, kind of um, that he wants humankind to regain a certain level of equality with this. Space alien from another world, who you know, his perspective is, and and again, it goes back to the in his mind, he is not the villain of that narrative. Um, here comes this, and this is crazy because I'm speaking on behalf of uh Superman's arch nemesis here, but <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, from his perspective, here comes this stranger, he's capable of all these things, and when you do, when you live in a world of fear. Where you know the, the first thought in your mind is, well, he, this this stranger with all these powers can do X, Y, and Z. You know, the the thought is not okay. Well, he can do X, Y, and Z, so that means he can, you know, everything from saving little kitties from a tree to stopping trains from going off the rails to plugging up dams to catching helicopters and ladies free falling from the sky. Does not think that way he's probably thinking more along the lines of well okay here comes a guy who can burst into the white house at any time he felt like it and just rip uh you know r- rip the the president to shreds or he can uh you know go into any bank vault in the, in the world and take what he wants use it like his pro- personal atm or uh you know kick in the door to my house and have his way with my wife and children um you know here here comes a guy and I, I really think it comes from a place of fear and um, let like Clutha have the wherewithal, both financially and mentally, to, to do something about it. So that's where I think the motivation comes in, and uh, all of a sudden now you have wrongdoing on, on his part, but what's the reason he's doing it? You know, the, you, can't, you can't really discredit the, the, the thinking, that put him on that put him on that path to villain them, you know. Again, take it back to your original point. Look at somebody like Norman Osborn. Yeah, granted, he, uh, you know, he was doing business for business sake, and and you know that's kind of the point. If Monopoly taught me nothing, after all years of uh, of family fights and whatnot, is if you don't have it all, you have not won the game. So so you know the the confluence of events. That turned him into, uh, that turned him into uh, the goblin, um, you know, Green Goblin. Uh, that 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 stuff uh, had, had he not had that motivation to be number one, um, you know, you wouldn't have had this crazy ass uh, costume, you know, Halloween costume guy on a glider, flying around throwing throwing pumpkin bombs, you know, ultimately causing the death. Of uh, you know Gwen Stacy and uh, you know a lot of these things happen after the fact and as a result of uh, you know their their unintentional results does that make them a villain yeah absolutely but you know it's really the motivation that I think at least from a narrative standpoint it's, it's more interesting you know to me and I like Spider-Man uh, to me some of the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, and then, you know, some of the other variations. Obviously, there have been some afterwards. I think that's more interesting than the kid that got bit by the radioactive spider and, um, you know, saw his, uh, Uncle Ben of uh, Uncle Ben's Rice fame. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's like, okay, that's all I need. Now everything I do is going to be revolved around me in my pajamas flying around the streets. Um, no, I think I think somebody like like uh, Lex Luthor or Norman Osborn, the Osborn Green Goblin. Uh, I think they're they're more interesting. You know, they have a, a story that needs to be told.
0: Well, interesting. Okay, so let me ask you this, um, not to not to bring in a guy who's not quite a who's certainly not a superhero. Uh, he's a guy who has really cool pajamas though. Uh, Batman. Me? Oh, sorry. You also have cool pajamas. Uh, no need to be a braggart. Uh, <laughs> Batman and his and his list that of course, eventually fell into the wrong hands. But Batman and just trying to be proactive, kind of pulling a Alex Luther, which in my opinion is is kind of proof positive that he was kind of a dingus because there was another dude kind of doing it. When Batman made his list of like, if Superman's bad, I'm going to put on an Iron Man costume and I'm going to throw Kryptonite at his face. And if Wonder Woman goes bad, I'm going to remind her that she's actually super old and the love of her life died in a movie in a cinematic universe that's not really going that well. And Green Lantern, I'm going to cast Ryan Reynolds. When he... Uh when, When Batman made that decision... Is he still dabbling in the in the in the good guy realm because it had good intention, or did uh, it automatically – At what where's the line? Where's the distinction where Norman Osborn, Lex Luthor, um, be go from just kind of like, well, you know, I'm just kind of being smart. There's this whole new world we're living in. Got to be prepared. And like, oh, this guy sucks.
1: I really think it's results oriented. You know, it's like I I I liken it to a a football head coach, and uh, you know his team is down. You know they're they're down by, uh, you know they're they're down by more than seven points. So the option of kicking a field goal doesn't really help them as time is expiring. Um, But there's maybe enough time that if you if you on size kick and retrieve the ball, you can still go in for a second score that'll uh, get, get you back in the heart of the game, get you tied up and taking the lead. But Alex, on that fourth down, not go the safe route, and uh, they go for it. You know, right? Instead of kicking the field goal, they go for it. If it works, that coach is a legend. That coach is somebody that you're going to be talking about for the next decade. When you're driving around, listen to sports radio. If it fails, if the running back gets stuffed to the line, if the if the quarterback drops back and gets sacked like a like a pile of potatoes, <laughs> he's a goat. You know, he's not not the greatest of all time, but the worst of all time. He is going to be ripped apart from one side to the other, and it's the the distinction between the two is just the result. If it goes well, he's a hero poorly, he is the stupidest son of a bitch that ever graced you know the the, the, khaki, the khakis in the, the polo shirts of the football sideline. And so- I would think the, re- the same is the same can be said for any one of these characters. So their motivations are their motivations and uh, what what they're gonna do with those motivations, how they're gonna move forward beyond. That's, they, that's what's going to dictate where they're going to be classified. So in a story like that, a specific story like that, where, um, where, where Batman, an older Batman, is looking at these other characters who uh, he could c- call as close to a friend as, as anybody else, um, maybe his maybe only legitimate friends, and anybody who would care if uh, he went missing one day, um, you know he went behind their backs and created these uh, you know created these protocols of what to do if this particular person ever went bad um, you know wh- wh- what do you call him do you call him just the most prepared dude in all of comics or do you kind of call him a douche I, I don't know I, I really don't I- I'm torn
0: I'm I mean it, it kind of seems like before where you were landing were was on timing if if Green Goblin never becomes Green Goblin because he never felt the need for it uh, to attack Spider-Man because he's a threat. And again, I'm, I'm kind of... Or we'll go back to Lex Luthor. That's a little bit more clear. Lex Luthor makes his Lex suit in case Superman becomes a D-bag, but then never classifies Superman as acting like a D-bag and goes, well, the suit can just hang out. It's an emergency thing. Um. I don't necessarily think he's a villain. He's untrusting, but I don't think he's a villain. It's the fact that he, like powered that bitch up and was like, okay, let's do this then because Superman sneezed on camera and he's like, he's sick. He got space AIDS. (laughs) Once again, like those dirty Europeans, but I digress (laughs) voting day was yesterday. I'm still all worked up. I see that. I see that. (laughs) What, what's your, what's a a villain that you think had the, the weakest motivation to villain.
1: Uh, So like, Really had no, had
0: no good call to do bad. Yeah, like 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 Cobra Commander. Cobra mm-hmm. Commander's like, I want to rule the world. Why? Because I'm a Saturday morning cartoon. Shut up. Because everybody
1: else is bad at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I, I don't know if it's because of where I, uh, like, what side of the line that I line up on i I have real trouble pulling one I mean i I don't know you get me started who's a a villain who you can't you know their their justification you're like, you know I'm calling shenanigans that is just not good enough to put on a super suit and start running around doing these uh doing this chicanery i I call shenanigans on you sir who who would it be uh,
0: under under most circumstances. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you a few answers. Um, the ones I just have no respect for are just like the desire to to gain power, um, mm-hmm. to achieve one's self-determined the, the destiny. Those are ones I just find lazy. The one I find yeah, give me give infuriating me infuriating is is this revenge over vague nonsense. So. Venom, uh, Eddie Brock, Venom. Okay, he wants revenge from Peter because Peter's living the life that he was destined for. Because I'm a photographer too, and I like this chick too. It's just such real revenge is such a an interesting motivation, but sure. the but the lame, heinous, just silliness. Um of 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 an act of of revenge. I was wronged. so now I'm gonna show the world. Uh, are you implying that jealousy cannot
1: be a major powerful motivator even on a, a regular day-to-day level?
0: I think i I think I separate the two. I think i I think I don't consider jealousy and revenge necessarily the same thing.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean jealousy can. Um, jealousy can can quantify the need for revenge. You, you know you, you can take even an imagined slight to a next level if you are insane. I mean the term insanely jealous, uh, you know they, they throw around pretty loosely, but that's that's a real freaking thing. You know even just in, in regular uh, uh, regular nine to five type life, sometimes uh, you can your your mind can go to certain places. And it ends up affecting what you do and how you do it. Now you're also gonna throw in an alien symbiote into the situation. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't hold hold Venom responsible. You know, if I was his defense attorney and he was up on the uh, up on up on trial, I think we'd have a pretty good, pretty good shot. But, Your Honor, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the, of the jury, it wasn't his fault. If if the Venom symbiote does
0: not fit, you must quit. But it always fits. It's a symbiote.
1: Hey, man, shut up, Right? This is
0: my, this is <laughs> I, my story. I'm right? not saying it can't be uh, interesting. Knives Chow in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah, uh, she's trying to get revenge. And what I really like about that is it's really multilayered because she's pissed at Ramona for breaking the heart of the guy who broke her heart. Like, sure, one, I, I know I haven't preached too much about this, but knives chow is one of the greatest characters in fiction. <laughs> what a loyal good egg. Just a just a good good egg. Misguided. What? Misguided as hell. But a yeah. good but, egg. But you know what I, I think that that becomes
1: kind of the um that becomes the common thread. Look, uh, let me give you for me at least. This is my my classic I I don't like what he did. But I can totally understand why he did it, type guy. Chris and Columbus. This really spoke to me. <laughs> this really spoke to me as as a my in my fundamental years when I when I was you know in, into comics and, and they were kind of uh, pervasive on my regular day to day. Magneto, look, Magneto, and, and I, I realized that they've uh, they've they've kind of tugged him by the cape <laughs> back and forth between the, the hero and villain line. The anti-hero line but you know even even at his most dastardly and and he's been around since like what the 60s yeah um, and I, I understand that now he's kind of in a gray area but when he was out doing Magneto level things putting together groups of, of baddies and sending them out into the world the first time that I read Magneto's backstory uh, I, I was just, just struck because here, here you have a, a kid and, and you're seeing the suffering at the hands of the Nazis and, um, you know, all the terrible things that he was exposed to and, you know, how his his mutant powers really kind of showed themselves at that time and that was now the beginning of this long road that you knew led to this absolute, you know, t- terrorist, really, like a mutant terrorist leader uh you know the absolute uh, the, the the destruction of humankind being his ultimate goal um but you can kind of sit back and say hey I, I get it you know it's it's that, it's that dichotomy that that makes him i think so interesting what makes him so effective as a villain um it's because you sympathize with the guy and and he's done some horrific stuff on on the pages uh, of the X Men comics, and and he's instantly identifiable as the big bad again. Also, he, he's you, you know you don't look at him and think oh maybe he's here to sell me some. Uh, <laughs> you're like no, this guy this guy means to do me personally evil, and uh, and he did you know whether single handedly or or you know at the head of a, a big group, um, but you can't take it away that like. If you don't understand why he's doing what you're doing, then then I think you're just being obtuse. You know, he's a guy who, again, has got some extreme views, and obviously I don't agree with him politically. Uh, I'm not <laughs> his uh, his uh, tab anytime soon, but I I get where he's coming from. So you're not going to vote purple in the next election? No, no, no. The the house is not going purple this year.
0: The House of M. Ooh. oh, So I got to say this. <laughs> and again, I'm sure they've done it. There's a bajillion X-Men comic books. I'm shocked no one's ever brought up the hypocrisy of really that guy's motivation to me is less revenge, far more people's destiny, which is the same, same shit that that was happening to him. He's trying well, to eradicate normies. Yeah. But
1: again, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where. If I slap you in the face right now as hard as I possibly can, your instant reaction is not going to be to rub your cheek, put some, uh, put an ice-cold steak on it, and hope you don't bruise up before uh, picture day. No, your your initial reaction is smack me the hell back. And a lot of times that will happen before you've even thought, you know, before you've even processed thought one. Your hand is already in the air flying at my face, and Mach 2, it's just human nature.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I still, I still don't love. Am I it. ever? <laughs> um, some of these, some of these tropes, I, I just think are are far are far weaker than others. I think some just just lend themselves towards towards lazy storytelling. So, so it's the same thing. I I I ask you almost. Every week when you were, were helping craft, when you were were leading this this charge into this brand new comic book universe, this US comics world that we're building. Um what what was the first thought about about motivation? Right away, it's an interesting question because again, I think we have a lot of fun with with allowing people to figure out who they perceive as a as a villain some are pretty hard to argue um just based solely on intent but what was what went into that a little bit what was what was running through your mind when you were creating what i think in your head are the bad guys even though you're leaving a lot of room for people to make up their own mind
1: no no absolutely and and it's it's built into our uh our story arc how perspective can change the 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 viewing of particular characters or groups or sometimes actions you know like it sometimes something can happen and you know uh depending on on what side of the line a particular person lines up on um they they can either get behind the action or or condemn it um but certainly as far as characters are concerned yeah absolutely I I really wanted to make sure that uh, the world that we were creating together was not so uh, was not necessarily so black and white that even though these fantastical things were happening and you you have a a situation that couldn't possibly occur anywhere else but again your four-color funny book um, that you had that reality uh, aspect of it that Look, you're going to have characters or group of characters that see themselves in a certain way. They look at themselves, they look, they see, they they see themselves in the mirror every day, and they think hero, champion, doing the right thing. And there's going to be a, a completely opposite group, a polar opposite group, individuals, uh, you know, whatever the case might be, and uh, they they are. The, the on the other side of the chessboard from from the original uh, group of characters who uh, who also look at themselves in the mirror getting all natalie dressed and they're thinking hero so so you have two groups maybe three groups mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who well, they all think that they are in the right they all think that they're justified they all think that they're doing what they gotta do just you know just the same way you or i or, or joe Schmo around the block does you do what you gotta do in this life and uh sometimes that means doing some things that might not be uh the actions that might not be uh as um as agreeable to others uh as you would like or maybe you just don't care but yeah i think that's far more interesting especially when you pepper in as as we've done um, uh, third, third-person perspectives, who may agree or disagree vehemently, or or be kind of nonplussed about the whole thing because you know, hey, they're not coming after me. These magic guys, they hate these superpower guys. The other way around, they, you know, I, I do not have a dog in that fight. But then you're going to have uh, an entire demographic of non-powered in any way whatsoever, be it magic or or Anunnaki, uh, which is a term that that's going to be hopefully become very familiar. Um, who they who they want to get involved in the fracas also for different, like you were talking about earlier, different motivations: money motivations, personal motivations, political motivations, and and that's really ultimately the the uh, uh, kind of the, the direction of the narrative is that you can have group of people, uh, one you know of one ilk or another and they're doing wildly different things a lot of times those two different things or three different things will butt heads because the direction that each wants to go in uh intersects the other line here or there and you're gonna have altercations but ultimately everybody whether even even if it's selfishly ultimately everybody's doing what they think they gotta do what the, what their right thing is
0: which is really really probably my favorite part when sitting down writing things that i want to kind of present to you as as options or directions kind of my favorite part is is putting myself in these different different shoes because again like money motivation to me is so like it, it's it's so sets someone up to be a villain until you add any sort of asterisk to it and a lot of sure. times for me it's the 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 personalities that we've crafted for for these these characters I can't help but include either an idealized version of myself or the cool version of myself. There's always these little elements in the in the characters well, I helped well, yeah, to, it's, to craft. It, what
1: would I do? affect? you know, yeah. if my if my children were starving and I had no money, what would I do? If uh, you know, if my if my mom's needed needed a kidney and the, the wait list was real long, what would I do? You know, the, these circum these situations define who a person is ultimately with the with the would I or wouldn't I scenario now you now you factor in oh you're also wildly powerful for one reason or another <laughs> now the what would I do gets very complicated very quickly and and personally I think that's just very interesting you know what would I do
0: okay what are you gonna do now because this
1: other person wants to stop you now
0: what I think my ultimate what would I do I don't know if it would be a very good uh, comic book character, but it might be a good one shot because if I woke up tomorrow with like Superman powers, I'm a four sport Hall of Fame athlete. Oh, God. In the next year and a half,
1: I'm just the best.
0: (laughs) Be like, he's great at hockey, too? I'm confused. He's great at everything. Is he hovering on the ice? I don't know how to skate. Whee! Uh, uh, for my... we
1: have super humor.
0: Ah, bum bump, ba dum. <laughs> For the CEO of U.S. Comics, John Rivera, I yeah, am yeah. your humble cheesecake captain. That's right, I made myself a captain for that fictional <laughs> jersey I'm going to make. I'm Welcome Charlie Rivera. This was U.S. Comics cast. We're here every Wednesday for you. Rate, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you love us. Just get involved on the social media. We're at Read U.S. Comics. Until next comic book day, peace.